Hello everyone, welcome to You, Me, Them, Everybody. My name is Brandon Weatherby. This episode with Jack Inslee is all about Diego Maradona, specifically the doc, Diego Maradona, which was released on HBO in October of 2019. Uh, the greatest soccer player of all time recently passed away in November of 2020. And if you don't know anything about him, watch this documentary. It might be the best documentary Jack and I have ever done for this series. We began this series with The Last Dance and the pandemic because we both missed live sports. Uh, we kept it going even though live sports have somewhat returned. And this is 100% worth your time. If you don't know anything about soccer, it is still worth your time. Hopefully something that's worth your time is the show. We've been doing it for 12 years. We have over 700 episodes. This is episode 163 of 2020. And unfortunately, for the first time ever, we now have a Patreon account. Please consider donating at you, me, them, everybody. It's on the about pages in this podcast description. Unlike Maradona, we are not mob affiliated, so we actually have to pay our bills. Enjoy the show. Before watching the Diego Maradona, Maradona doc, did you know much of anything about arguably the most important soccer player other than Pele? I knew that he was not Madonna. <laughs> okay, did this make you, did this clarify any time you've driven or walked by uh, a certain Italian restaurant, and you're like, oh, that's who that guy is on the wall. That's not Jesus. <laughs> no, weirdly, I, I couldn't place it from, like, childhood. Or I'm like, how did I miss every cultural reference to this guy for 34 years of my life? Yeah, he's um, he's one of these characters that it's like, oh, yeah, th- I'm glad this documentary exists. I'm glad it's an HBO documentary. It's, it's 100% worth your time if you have HBO. If you don't have HBO... It's 100% worth your time just reading this guy's Wikipedia page because I don't know if we'll ever have another person like this in our lifetime. I don't know either. And as far as sports stocks go, this is one of the best I've ever seen, I think. Agreed, Um, but it's still far from perfect. Far from perfect. And when I say that, I mean mostly the format in which the story was told. Yes. Which was no talking heads, no English speaking commentators, um, and all footage from the time of what was being spoken about. So, so this I mean, guy, this director also did Senna, which is a mm-hmm. really great documentary about a race car driver. And he did Amy about Amy Winehouse, which I really dislike. I never saw, I had not seen either. So okay. I don't know. So th- I think the reason why this works and the reason why Senna works is because. Yes, our subject is alive in this case. Early when this film was made uh, and released last year, the subject was alive. But you really don't need the subject to weigh in in any way. And mm-hmm. maybe because the director doesn't really care about access because the majority of what they're reporting on is like 30 to 40 years in the past, there's no risk of losing um, a talking head, someone that's just like, no, I'm still invested in this. And that's why like the last dance couldn't have been made until this year. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. hundred percent. We're not really looking. Yeah. It's, I felt very immersed, um, in the story and there, there were times where it felt like I was just watching a foreign film. Yeah. It was, and it was it, like, Oh wait, no, this is a documentary. This is not. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> it bums me out because this should have been the Andre the Giant doc. The Andre the Giant doc should have been as good as this because I think that Andre was as important of a cultural figure as Maradona. Maybe not in terms of a pure athletic thing, but in terms of reaching 
people from around the world for a very long time and just being in the psyche of people. Yeah. I mean, you'll still, I mean, how is it different to see a Maradona like collage or portrait at an Italian restaurant any different than Andre uh, is in your posse or what? I feel so dumb for screwing this up, but Andre the giant has a posse. You know what I mean? Yes, 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 yes. No, 100%. And I mean, I think, I think when you're dealing with people like Andre the Giant and Maradona, it's like we only had so much brain capacity back then to uh, keep public figures in. Does that make sense? Like there, there were, I don't know. It, yes. It's just like it's so diluted now. There were at any given time, there were probably like, I don't know, 100 to 200 names or people that were just cultural icons. And that was it. Yeah. Like they could fit, they could fit on a poster. Yeah. Like, like the Simpsons where there's like one of every person in the mm-hmm. town. That was like, you know, yeah. the amount, the amount of capacity we had. Um, and that's like, those times are just gone. See, I don't know if they are. I, I don't know oh, if they man, are. They are. We're just expanding that Simpsons poster so much that we no longer, we could probably all recognize everyone in the first 10 episodes, first 10 seasons of the Simpsons. But I think you and I would be hard pressed to name the characters that were introduced between seasons eleven and now. You just think it's gotten bigger. I yeah. mean, I still think you know, there's the Bart, Lisa, Marge, Homer situation where, like, you still know the big four in the got world. Got a guy like like Jake Paul is this dude who's now just like permeating all these different corners of culture and has had a huge following and now is getting a bigger following and 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 but there are like thousands of him exactly. But you still know who the top four Simpsons characters are. You still yeah. know the top four probably cultural figures around the world right now. Yeah. But you might not be able to recognize them. Like, I could tell you BTS is in the top ten, but I can't. I couldn't pick them out of a lineup. Does that make sense? Yeah, 100%. You want to do um, that right now? Who's in the top five? Oh, of public figures? Public figures around the world right now that you could see in, like, a New Zealand paper or an Argentinian paper or a Canadian paper yeah. any day of the week. I mean, I don't know. This probably shows my age because I'm, I'm probably going to miss a bunch. But I feel like Kim and Kanye, if you want to. I think they're out of it. I think they lost. They're out of the top 10 in the last year. Maybe think two. think so? Yeah. Because people just don't. Like, do people care about Jay-Z and Beyonce still? No. I put Beyonce maybe in the top 10. So then you're talking like Harry Styles, that kind of no, thing? No, I think Beyonce's above Harry Styles. I would go, unfortunately, Trump number one. Oh, okay. Yeah. Then LeBron maybe. Then BTS, then The Rock. <laughs> what are you laughing at? This is a, a very scientific poll. And then I think me. it might be Beyonce, but it might be Obama. Oh, yeah, it's definitely Obama. But Rock covers the biggest movie star. It gets BTS confusing covers when you the biggest start talking music. about the world. Because but that's what we're they... talking about with Maradona, and that's why this is such a worthwhile die, or like a good introductory to the recently deceased greatest soccer player of all time because we clearly have the Argentinian box checked. We clearly have the Italian box checked. And then you bring in the World Cup. You have every soccer-loving country checked in the 80s. So you have every country watching this on television, Mm -hmm. but way before the internet. So you can still have a guy all mobbed up. (laughs) But also, (laughs) also yeah, man, it's amazing. It brings me back to the combo we had about Jordan where we mm-hmm. were having this very same discussion where it was like, will anybody reach that level of celebrity again? Like, w- w- was that just a time and a place kind of thing and the elements were all there? And Maradona definitely is in that club. You see this footage and it's oh, yeah. absolutely insane. So is Maradona bigger than Jordan? 
That I, I, I could not be the one to say. It certainly seems like there's a case for it. I think you could easily say if you go in soccer versus basketball, Maradona is bigger than Jordan. But if you go worldwide impact, I don't know because you see all this wonderful, crazy footage of like the the highest paid athlete in the poorest country or the poorest part of Italy, and he's driving amazing cars and stuff, and, and there's so many people there. But there's so many people there that – it's like maybe a normal regular season game for the Chicago Bulls. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. The mm -hmm. scope of what Jordan did is so much more massive, and this country is so big. It's easy to say, like, well, Maradona has Argentina and Italy, therefore he wins. But the U.S. is so much bigger than ev almost everyone else. I don't know how to quantify that. And you can't really because the nature of the sports are so different and the way that people follow football globally, yeah. it's just different. It plays a different role in people's lives. It's yeah, it's a little bit of apples and oranges, but um, I was shocked that I just had never come across this guy. I yeah. Mean, it, it's like what a what a huge mo moment moment to miss in life. And so it made when me want to watch saw, more soccer. I don't know if you saw when he passed away, like when people were saying like God is dead – and that was on the cover of Argentinian papers. Was that sh were you like huh, or did you have any idea of what was going on? No, it was it was huh. Okay. <laughs> like I'm like really. I mean, yeah. I knew he was a soccer player only because of the headlines of his death. Yeah. If you asked me previously to name soccer players that I know, I would I would have said Pele, Rolando. Uh, I'd start having trouble then. Really? Okay. Oh, oh, Messi. Right? Sure. There's that guy. Yeah. Beckham. But then I'd start uh, Beckham. There you go. I might have gotten that one. Wow. But no, okay. I, I didn't know Maradona. Why do you think that is? Because you are not. You watch ESPN. You're not immune to soccer. Mm, I don't though. I'm in a I'm in a pretty like, in a pretty isolated vacuum with the way I follow basketball and not much else these days. Okay. Okay. So, but even as a kid, you were never watching ESPN. No, I think like a lot of American kids, I was a little bit allergic to it. Um, I only ever watched soccer when I worked at a pizza place and the guys there from El Salvador and they were really like locked into the World yeah, Cup. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, wait a minute, this shit's actually pretty awesome. Oh, the World um, Cup's the best. No, I mean, soccer and basketball are the two best sports and it's because the players play both sides of the ball. It's this constant oh, I movement, motion, I disagree. offense, I, defense. Basketball is the I'm, best I'm, sport. You're wrong. And hockey is the second best sport. Well, hockey abides by that rule as well. I mean, Agreed. so, yes. Um, soccer, hockey, and basketball all are similar in that way. Mm -hmm. There's no changing of sides or anything. It's a beautiful sport, soccer. It is a beautiful and sport. And I, I, I wish I was around to watch him. Uh, here's the thing. You have more soccer than ever before readily available to watch yet you are choosing not to watch soccer yeah it's true so do you think well, there's there was... only so much room in in life for hobbies right i mean no it's a pandemic really man commit? this is the this is the time <laughs> to find a new sport <laughs> but basketball starts like next next week man. if you could let's say you had a kid and they were a star athlete which sport would you help would you want them to gravitate towards gender doesn't matter I mean basketball. Selfishly. Would it be basketball? Yeah, I think basketball yeah. is the one. Yeah, for sure. But soccer would be dope too. Yeah, because soccer, I feel like there's less pressure in the United States. Yeah, and there are also seemingly a lot of pathways to like 
being a pro and yeah. so maybe I'm totally wrong in saying that, but it seems like there are a ton of leagues and cups and yeah. tournaments and things and yeah. But if you're just like a middling American player, you might be able to go to like Greece or Italy and just dominate and have like a really cool, like essentially foreign I think foreign exchange trip. I mean, basketball has to unequivocally be bigger than soccer right now, though, right? No way, a hundred percent wrong. I completely no? disagree. No way. If you're if you're gonna buy stock in one of these sports, maybe I should rephrase that question. You don't think okay, the so future? The no, the, the problem with soccer and it's it's the same problem with boxing. There's so there's not like one NBA, right? Mm-hmm. There's FIFA, right? So if you're doing like the World Cup versus the NBA Championship, yeah, the World Cup's way bigger. But if you're doing like yeah, Premier League versus the NBA Championship, I don't know. Maybe the NBA, but if you add in all of the soccer championships to one, I'm going to go they're bigger than the NBA championship. Yeah, they are. I know. So that's where it's very difficult to judge the cultural impact of anything because you can't do the money thing either because I don't think the NBA is nearly as corrupt as as FIFA. I don't think so either i mean that's one of the most beautiful parts of this film is the mob ties yeah uh that's where i started losing it and and forgetting i was watching a doc and felt like i was just watching an italian film in the 70s where i was like wait a minute oh this is a doc this is crazy and they had a ton of footage yeah the amount of footage they had for this film was unbelievable so if there was ever going to be a comic book series or a uh like a television series I would love, love, love a series about Maradona. Maybe every single year of his life could be a different type, a style of television show. You could I was do... thinking the I was thinking the Entourage guy could play him. Oh, that's a good that's good casting. I love that casting. That's really yeah, good. Yeah, because he seemed like Vinny Chase a little bit. <laughs> that's really good. What if just all the car- all the members of Entourage played him at different points in his life? <laughs> oh, old fat Maradona's turtle. I see where you're going yeah. with this. Yeah. yeah. Sure. I, the, the, what a perfect subject for a documentary. A hundred percent, man. This was great. It, it was long. There were some problems with it, but it was really worth watching. Um, I enjoyed the hell out of it. I can't think of a of a another human being like this. The closest would probably be Jordan, but like, no, Jordan didn't have such a fall from grace. Exactly. That's well, Jordan's not done. Huh. <laughs> I'm not saying he's going to have a fall from grace. If anything, Jordan, but what he did with making the league continue or helping the league continue in 2020, maybe if anything, like solidified Ooh. his his lack of sadness as an owner. I think maybe Jake the Snake. No, Jake the Snake didn't have this cultural impact. Come on. No, I know. I did know. you watch that I'm doc just... yet? Did we talk about yeah. that? Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> There's been so many of these and. They usually follow the exact same narrative, but usually there's like the rumblings of the mob. This one's like, no, 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 dude's mob connected. Oh yeah, all in, and and you know, reading up about um, his death, there are questions around his death. There's a negligence case going yeah. on. There, there's a lot here. I'm not, I've not done the deep dive about his death, but it, he does not pass the eye test of a healthy individual. No, certainly not. So, and he's running on fumes through the peak of his career, which yeah. is even more impressive. <laughs> he played for so long, too. He was like, oh, no, I'd party until Wednesday and then start detoxing for Sunday and then get fucked up again immediately. The, the, this guy played so long. Oh, unbelievable. 
It's so cool. I just did you go to the Wikipedia page as soon as you were done uh, watching this film? Yes. Yeah, same. But I watched this thing in October 2019 when it came out, and was that? I'm trying to think if that was a good thing for the film, or would have would it have benefited from coming out like a month ago? You know? No, I think it's good that it came out when it did because it does not really end on a very positive note. No, it doesn't. It doesn't really paint him in the the most flattering light, and I think post-death there would be some instinct to do that that's a good point to try to say but let's remember the good things this kind of just leaves you with like yeah no he's he's a fuck up yeah the end (laughs) i do love that uh their maradona signed a jersey to pope francis and they kept it in the vatican museum oh amazing that's come on i know i know uh like that's yeah, you're bigger than the Pope. For at least a period of time. Like, I don't know how long fans' memories are. I mean, he seems to have stayed in the psyche His of all soccer fans. was, like, 37 years ago. But he was coaching 10 years ago. He was coaching, like, this week. Or, sorry, or last this month. Week, yeah, this, yeah, last month, right? But, come on, no one... Come on, he's not Belichick in terms of coaching. No, I'm just saying he's still, like, in the... I don't know... It's very spaces. similar to Jordan in that, like, yeah, he's the GM of the – or he's the owner of the Hornets. Whoop-dee-doo. But no one's talking about Jordan as the owner of the Hornets. They're talking about Jordan as Jordan on the court. They're talking about Maradona on the pitch. Like, that's mm-hmm. that's the same idea. Maradona apparently um, had said that Manu Ginobili was the most important Argentinian athlete, and he was an enormous uh, Spurs fan and Ginobili fan. I love that. Mm, yeah, he's wrong. Yeah, of course he's wrong, he's but wrong. I mean, he's not even the like he wasn't even the most important spur on that team. Well, no, li- listen though, globally, Ginobili beat the USA. Who's that more important big... globally, Ming or Ginobili? Ming, but yeah. Ginobili's up there. Um, he's a big deal. Who's more important, uh, Dirk? I'm gonna go. Dirk's more important, right? I don't know. I don't know. I think in the NBA community that's an easy answer, but I think I think Ginobili was a big deal in South America. Like okay. a very big deal. What was more impactful, Ginobili's entire career or Lynn Sanity for the Asian American community? <laughs> that's not meant to be a joke. Just because that film was horrible, we should not completely dismiss Lynn Sanity. I don't know if Lynn Sanity has the staying power in terms of globally important things. I don't know. I don't know if I can go with that. Now. <laughs> Thank you for watching this film. Thank you for having me watch it. I would like to follow up and watch the um the other films that he's made even though you just said Amy was not good. Well, yeah, I just especially coming off of Senna. I watched Senna. I watched these in order. No, I didn't watch these in order. I watched Senna first and then I watched Maradona and then I watched Amy and Listen, I think Amy Winehouse was a, an incredibly talented artist in her own right, but like, you know where that story's going. Yes. There's no heroes in this. And what she did was very impressive, but what Maradona and Senna did was mind blowing. And mm-hmm. there's something pure about sport that isn't there in art. Yeah. And I think that's really what it is. And I think, if anything, I watched Amy during the pandemic. The pandemic has made me appreciate sport more than art. Mm-hmm. And 
it it might sound cold and it probably is, but I've enjoyed the NBA bubble more than any album in 2020. And the, something about it, like pure competition or the closest we could get to pure competition is way more life affirming than a like fifties and sixties girl group inspired song about rehab to me. Well, this speaks a little bit to maybe our age as well. Maybe the older you get, the more you appreciate the, um, you know, the limits and the objective greatness that can exist in sport. And you lose touch with that expressive side and the, the emotions that make you latch on to music and art. I don't know. Don't disagree with that. But would I have lost? Has that been sped up because we are not allowed to go to places to see that music live to congregate with people reasonably in a bar setting oh yeah i mean i'd be interested to talk to some gen z kids and see like maybe they have pandemic playlists and maybe there's music that they'll remember their whole lives as being like what got them through this but for me no it's so much harder uh you know what was great about watching this doc as i mentioned i think last show i i've been researching uh italian disco from the early 80s So as soon as the opening credits come here, they're playing an Italian disco song from the early 80s. I'm like, yes, yeah. put me in this zone. But I, as far as new art, I'm, I, you know, I find that being out in the world is what connects me to that stuff. Yeah. And but maybe that's because I'm old. I don't know. Maybe kids are finding things now that speak to them. Well, I think I don't think it's a controversial thing to say the older you get, the less likely you are going to hear a song that changes your life. No, yeah, unfortunately. I'm trying so hard to fight against that current, but it's, but it's that's not, not easy. But if anything, I appreciate and I'm able to identify stuff that 20 years ago when I was 18, I would have instantly dismissed as bad. Yeah, but the reverse isn't true. It's hard for, you know, and I, I actively try to listen to the stuff that kids are listening to and try to find it, try to see it. And it's You're not, not hearing easy. it? It's not always easy. No, I understand that. I feel not bad about it though. Like I, I still make those yearly playlists of best of whatever, and every single year there's hundreds of great songs. So I'm not there yet. Mm-hmm. If anything, I'm at the point where I'm like appreciating free jazz and like early Randy Newman. Like that's how wow. detached from society I feel. Now we're really in a pandemic. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> I'm like oh yeah, I'm like oh no. I now I know why this free jazz song is very very good. I'm, I'm thinking of like, of like the dives. the figurative like record bin of music history, mm-hmm. and like I'm seeing free jazz and Randy Newman like in that bargain sale rack. <laughs> in oh, the dude, dollar I'm bin. listening to Randy Newman being like, "Oh, I get it now." <laughs> but I, I, I think that's more dad in me. Like, oh no, you're officially a dad where you understand Randy Newman. But the free jazz is definitely <laughs> like you've listened to all of the new songs that have words. Here are some that don't, and I like those so much more. Good for you, man. That that's that's a hell of a trip to be on. Oh, somewhat related to all of this. Do you have Apple TV? I do. Have you watched Ted Lasso? No. It's very nice. And I think Myth Mythic Quest, is that how you pronounce it? Myth whatever. Mythic Quest from the dude from It's Always Sunny. Whatever year that came out, I think it was this year. That was my favorite comedy of whatever year that came out. Ted Lasso might be my favorite comedy of this year. Wow. And it's a soccer-based one, so I think you might dig it. I haven't been able to. This is another thing. I haven't been able to do comedy. Um, I don't know why. 
I just I, haven't been able to do much comedy in pandemic. I, I watched that. Blade Runner for the first time last night. That was fucking awesome. It's great. Maybe I, I understand why you're coming from that. I've been watching films not set in the United States for that reason. Ted Lasso set in Great Britain. Okay. So maybe, and it's clearly, it's about soccer. It's about, yeah. So it, it checks a soccer box, which you're not familiar with. I don't know how familiar you are with Richmond in the UK. I'm not. It I'm not. made me appreciate seeing not the same things on screen. Give it a okay. shot. I will give this a shot. All right. As soon as I'm done with my Italo, Italo disco rabbit hole. I will happily dive down that rabbit hole with you uh, after I listen to about like 40 more hours of free jazz. <laughs> and tear up to Randy Newman songs during month nine of a pandemic. Congrats, you're a dad. <laughs>